you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Brad, I was at my first game last night. Yeah. Unfortunately, it did not go the right way for the good guys. Nope. But it is always not. It is always fun to check out the team live because you get a different aspect of live baseball. Like I was showing you, I sent you a a, a photo of like where the shifts were, and it was ridiculous. Like, yeah, there's like no third baseman. If, uh, if a left-handed hitter is up with two strikes. That, and, that, and that's what we talk about, too. You, you don't necessarily have to ban the shift. Just make it a little bit more like baseball. Don't, you don't have to overload the side, right side of the infield with you know four position players that leave it wide open. And everybody says, well, why don't you just bunt? Well, I mean, you're going to bunt, and you're going to get a runner on, and then the next guy, when, when you got a guy up who could hit a home run, yeah, I mean you're you're not going to bunt every single time. Get a rally going, sure. They did. They did it a couple times last night. Yeah, they've been doing it actually this season, and and I like it. There's times for it, um, you know, make the other team pay for it and and get it rally going. But Giants don't have rally bats right now. Yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna hit the intro. We're gonna bring on Brian, who was at the game with me. Uh, he may have some hot takes for us. Hopefully, we'll see. But we'll talk about yesterday's game. We will talk about uh, the the games over the weekend, and then we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming schedule. We got Player of the Week as well. All right, we'll hit the intro here. Let's go. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. Twenty-seven years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. <laughs> All right, Bri is here. He is hopefully ready for some hot takes. But um, uh, so we went to the game yesterday and we did not see a win. And we're going to go over the game. But I have a little bit of businessy stuff to talk about first. Some of it involves Brian as well. So for the, uh, the folks listening on the podcast, the net, I've been mentioning this new network, the BSPN, Bay Area Sports Podcasting Network. We are going to change that feed this week. So the feed has historically, since Brad and I started a couple years ago, been Thompson to Clark. The feed will now be BSPN. You can see the logo here for the folks watching on video. Um, it's going to have this podcast. It is going to have, uh, I mentioned, we showed the photo of on the last show of Zach's and Matt's podcast, Red and Gold Standard. The 49ers podcast will be in this feed. And Brian and myself and a few other people are putting together a new Warriors podcast called The Death Lineup. I showed the logo, I think, last week as well. So all of those podcasts are going to be in this one feed, Bay Area Sports Podcasting Network. I'm in talks with... Somebody about an A's podcast. We'll see if that works. 
eventually down the line, maybe get a Sharkies podcast going. Yeah. Uh, earthquakes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Bay Area college sports teams. We could really go yeah. deep diving on some of this stuff. But we wanted to start with the three mainstays. I'm not adding a Raiders podcast, by the way. They're in Las Vegas. They're no longer in the Bay Area. They're closer to Brad. They're in my state now. They're They're in my state. They're closer to Brad than they are with us. (laughs) Um, All right. So all that stuff is happening. It is in flux. If you see the social pages, they're all changing. Uh, We have a new YouTube page, BSPN Shows. Subscribe to that. Uh, We're going to put all of our shows, except for Red and Gold Standard. Red and Gold Standard are audio only. They have their own uh, YouTube stuff going. Uh, Facebook page, Instagram page, YouTube page, Twitter page, all that stuff is in flux. And uh, I'll I'll be tweeting out from everywhere possible to show folks where to find us. All right. So, Bri, we were at the game yesterday. None other than Lou Seal <laughs> plopped his uh, his big behind right next to you for what for some reason. I don't even know why he just came and hang out, came to hang out and was just in our section the whole time. Uh, you tweeted at him to tell him to come listen to our podcast. But, uh, okay, let, let's talk about yesterday's game. So Brian and I are there. Uh, one thing that Brian kept mentioning, and this is something we've talked about, is how long the nine-inning game was because of – I'm going to say it's mostly because of one thing, which is the Giants pitching. Uh, they did not attack the strike zone very well. Lots of walks, lots of three-ball counts. Um, the, the pot, you know, you could say it was the umpire, but the Padres had the same umpire. I know there's some stuff with the pitch com that they're trying to figure out still where they're not on the same page, but overall, Bry, first time in the park in 2022, you were undefeated last year. First, ta- first, first thoughts of the season on watching the team live. First thoughts on the team. Um, well, I ended. I so the last game I went to was last year NLDS game one, electric, shoulder to shoulder in that whole park. We were in the left field bleachers, and Logan Webb was throwing a magnificent game. And what we come back now, and it's not as packed because it's a regular season game against the Padres. Um, but I don't, I don't know what, totally what to compare it to. If I'm comparing it to game one at LD, NLDS, the last game I went to, it looks like a chump compared to that. But, <laughs> but did, it, um, did it feel like a candlestick game? I mean, it I looks did. like a candlestick it game. It kind of did. <laughs> he, I mean, he's, he's never been to candlestick. The only time. Oh, no. The only time he was ever at candlestick Niners was, uh, yeah, Niners preseason game in like 2005 and that's like, or something. That's August. So what yeah, was that QB's right. name? Like Sean Hill? Yeah, I think that was the QB. (laughs) Okay, so Brad, you mentioned Candlestick. It's kind of funny because they had 23,000 people in the park yesterday. Mm. That's brutal. So it's like 60% of what the the max is. And I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what a Monday night or a Tuesday night in the park is these days without that star player, right? Because now Buster is gone. That you know, he th- so th- this was a conversation that was going on behind us while we were watching the game. They were talking about they started with Linscombe, but really it starts with Bonds. Bonds is the first uh, in this park, in this current park, he's the first really the the, the, the player that dr- is driving people to come every every game. They, they, they had this tremendous sellout thing, right? But it's Bonds, and if you want to go to extend to that team, it's Bonds and Kent. And then further down the line, maybe JT Snow. 
But once Bonds is gone, it's Lincecum, right? Lincecum yeah. is the guy at every start, you know, people are just wanting to go to those games. And then they win the championships. You still have a little bit of a link to those teams with Buster Posey. Buster Posey's no longer there. So now I don't even know who is the mainstream person. Like, like if you are a diehard Giants fan, you're going to find a way to go to the games like we did last night. We, you know, it was a Monday night. It was cold. We were like, we still want to go. But if you're kind of on the fence, Giants fan, who is the player that brings the people to the ballpark? I'm trying to figure out who that is. And I mean, we don't even have a Pablo Sandoval uh, on this team, really, no. from, from the likability aspect. And I think, unfortunately, right now, and not unfortunately because, you know, anything's wrong with him, but Logan Webb, unfortunately, because he's an every fifth day, every sixth day player. And, uh, uh, but, but Lincecum, do you, I don't know if I have this memory or not, because I was already living here in Reno when he came up uh, to, what is it, 2000. uh, seven, I think. seven, right? Yeah. So I was, yeah. So I was already here. I'd been here for four years. Uh, so I don't know the Bay area buzz for right off the bat were people going to the stadium and saying, Lincecum is here. Let's go watch him pitch. Well, I mean the guy, I think in the guy's debut, he hits like 98, 99 on the gun. Yeah. <laughs> and he likes just, his balls is going crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm pretty sure like, you know, in, in 08. So his, his real first, uh, first season and he wins the Cy Young right and then in 09 his real second season he wins Cy Young again (laughs) so at that point you know it you know it's it's big time Timmy Jim it's happy Lincecum day and all that stuff Brian for Brian you know who the guy was last night who 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 Brian really wanted to see play the most oh uh, probably Ramos right well Brian Brian can answer it, Ramos and Bart. Yeah, I, it was I'm Joy drawn, Bart. Yeah. I'm yeah. drawn to the rookies. Yeah, it was it was Joy Bart. Him and his brother are very similar in in how hard they root for the younger players. Like <laughs> Brad, you wouldn't know this because you're not following the Warriors, but they have a really electric young player. His name is Jonathan Kaminga. You will hear all about Jonathan Kaminga on the Death Lineup podcast coming this weekend. We're going to do our first episode nice. after the playoff game. I'm, on I'm actually I'm not a basketball fan, but I'm going to listen. Not only because it's you guys, but I but I need to know more about the Warriors because they're heading to the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. Fair weather fan right here. I'll be watching <laughs> the playoffs. So jo- Jonathan Kaminga is this guy, right? Jonathan Kaminga is he's sort of like the Marco Luciano, but if Marco Luciano was playing in the majors right now, like that's who he is. And both of my kids, Brian and, and his brother Jay, that's that's their guy. Like it's it's about Kaminga. It's getting Kaminga more minutes. Brian was trying to convince me that Kuminga is going to be part of this playoff rotation earlier in the season. And I'm like, Steve plays vets, man. Kerr plays his vets. So, but, but that, but that's kind of what it is. And I, I like that aspect of the team. You have Bart. Now we're almost sticking around the giants. Uh, Tyler Rogers went on a uh, paternity leave. His right. wife's his wife's giving birth. They brought up, uh, how do you pronounce his first name? Uh, it's Marte. We know Marte's the last yeah. name. You, yeah. Is it Junior? Like Junior, but Junior? Because it starts with a Y, right? Yeah. So uh, Reliever, who, who's been thrown, thrown very well in the minors, he comes up. Um, and so there, there's this little intermingling of younger players on this team. And then on the other side, it's everybody who's like 33 and older. 
Now, from that, you know, is it is it Crawford? Is Crawford the guy who's maybe the one that that brings you know a little bit of the on the fence Giants fans to the park? It could be Crawford. Uh, I know Belt has some some part of that fan base who really loves him, but he also has the other part of the fan base who gets frustrated with him. <laughs> but there, but other than that, you know, it's uh, a Darren Ruff who's still acclimating to the fan base. It's a Steven Duggar who feels like he's been a giant forever and has been more of a disappointment, I think, because of where he, where, where he was as a prospect, uh, Austin Slater. Um, it's guys like that, you know, and, and there's opportunity cause you got a Tiago, uh, uh, you got Estrada, um, you have, uh, you know, some of the, the, the guys that we mentioned like Ramos and Bart. So there is an opportunity for these guys to grow into that role. But right now, I, you're more or less rooting for the team as a unit than you are rooting for one particular player, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter was angry last night that Ramos was not in the lineup. (laughs) So Ramos is not in the lineup again tonight. And I haven't looked yet. And he'll be there tomorrow, though. I think he'll be there tomorrow because Manea is is left handed. Yeah. So, and that was kind of the plan all along, but it, you know, so you kind of have to kind of let the guy breathe. You got to let him grow. He's uh, you know, he's going to face the left-handers. That's what he's going to do right now. All right. So we'll, we'll let's fast forward to a couple of things that happened during the game. I thought Alex Wood, I thought his stuff was really good, but he just was not aggressive in the strike zone enough. Guys were laying off of stuff, lots of three ball counts, uh, that led to a situation where he uh, ball was hit back to him and he could not throw the runner out at first. I think I want to say it was pro far. Uh, and so there's just constantly runners on base. And for the Padres, they got four of those guys home and the Giants only got two, two of those guys home. Uh, the, the Giants offensively, they did all the right things and putting runners on. They just couldn't hit them in. And a lot of it is because... When you're turning that order over, Brandon Belt is getting on base. Um, but when runners are on base, the guys who are up are Steven Duggar, Mauricio Dubon, who did hit a sack fly. And he he made some some good contact, but he left. He, what did it, it was a bags loaded uh, in uh, in one of those innings. It was like the seventh or eighth. Yeah. And so, seven, you know, seventh, I think that, no, that, were, yeah, it was the eighth. Yeah. That was uh, that was pretty much the ball game. The, the Padres were able to get a couple of guys in. Some of it's because of the Giants' errors. Tyler Rogers, uh, he fielded a comebacker, and the runner at third broke to the plate. In the back of his mind, he was thinking double play, and he wasn't going to get the double play because it wasn't hit hard enough, and he fumbles the ball, and the guy scores. And so it's just like one of those things where – you know, in the in those moments, they they did not make the necessary plays. But uh, Bry, so you know, we're watching the game, we're seeing the same guys come up with with runners on, and there was a discussion going on behind us about who was left on the bench to bat right handed. Um, was it to bat right handed or bat left hand? No, it's bat left handed because there was a right hander on the mound. They were like, they 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 can't pinch hit for Duggar who couldn't even put the bat on the ball because they didn't have a left-hander on the bench. So it was almost like, you know, they build these lineups. But um, do you have any thoughts on seeing Steven Duggar come up time and time again 
with runners on and clutch positions and not coming through. Yeah, I had absolutely, absolutely no faith in Duggar. And I feel like you're trying to protect, protect one man's name right now. And you're not saying the, the name with a Y. But I didn't have any faith either when he came to the plate, when Yastrzemski came to the plate. So oh, that's it, was, it was literally, it was back to back Duggar guy. and Yastrzemski too. So it was just like, and, and a lot of the, um, you know, like Longo's out, Lamont's out. Um, so, I mean, there are some, there are some players to look forward to and pieces to, to move in that lineup. Um, but I think there should be maybe some restructuring in that lineup. Cause if you're, if you're, if you're guys that are getting on bases, I was, I, I every time belt came to the plate, I was like, I, I thought he was going to get on base. And I think Dubon with Dubon, he was making solid contact. We were yeah. saying that he drove in a run with the sack fly. Um, but yeah, he's, he struck out with the base loaded. I, I was hoping for something there. And with Darren Ruff, we kept texting in the chat. He, he, gets, he gets to the warning track almost every time. I don't know if he needs to do an extra rep in, in bench press <laughs> or bicep curls. Just one more rep and it gets him over there. Well, he um, needs to play in Cincinnati is what he yeah, needs to do. Yeah, he does. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He he's uh, hitting it to uh, areas of the park where the ball is just not carrying, especially last night. It wasn't going to carry the only person who was able to get it up into that stream to carry out was Austin Nola. Was he on our fantasy team last year, Brad? I feel like, no, no, we, we were going to draft him and we never got, we never got a chance. God, I hate that league. Quit bringing up that <laughs> national, national league, league only league. I'm so happy to be playing in just a normal league yeah. this year. My own, you know, the league that I've run for years. I'm just so happy that that's the only one because I'm looking at making moves and I'm studying it. And it's so nice and relaxing. <laughs> Scarred for life. All right. So, so Bri mentioned the name. Baby Yaz, Mike Yastrzemski. He got a hit yesterday. His mm. first hit of the season. So we got to see him with get a hit. He made two terrific plays in right field. And you could argue three. What was uh what was the other I one? I think he had, he had to like run down some kind of it wasn't yeah. like a sack fly. Yeah, he yeah, had to yeah, run yeah. down right. one. Yeah, they, it, it was they, still impressive. The way that they were positioned, he yeah. was in like right center and had to run all the way down. But toward, for sure, right two field. like crazy ones. Two great plays. Uh Brad and I talked about this when we went over the first game of the season. We we gave our one like and our one dislike. And I said my one dislike is Yaz hitting leadoff because uh, he doesn't get on base enough, and there's a lot of pressure on him to get on base in, in that position. So I, I don't think he's long for that position, but we'll see who ends up there. Um, yeah, ult- just ultimately up and down the lineup. There, you're you're you were confident in Belt. You were confident in Ruff. Crawford w- was okay, um, and then it was kind of like what else? Uh, even even Estrada. Uh, his shot was okay, but he, you didn't feel like, ah, this guy comes up and he, he, you know, he's hitting something in the gap. There's not a lot of confidence in, in those guys yet. So uh, the one thing that was pretty uh, apparent to me is, is when they don't hit home runs, it is very hard for them to score. And that, you know, they led the national league in home runs last year. So that makes a lot of sense, but doing the things to advance runners and to, you know, hit the fly ball when you need the fly ball or hit the ground ball when you need the ground ball. They don't do those things very well. So when they don't hit the home runs, it is it is really hard for them to score. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. 
They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Um, Brad, from your view uh, mm-hmm. watching on the television, was there anything that you saw that we may have missed? Just like there, like there were a lot of close plays where I was like, what's going on here? Like we, we don't see a replay. Is he safe or is he out at first? But any, anything from, you know, maybe the, maybe the pitching, because it, it did look like Wood was just not being aggressive in the strike zone. Yeah, he he wasn't being aggressive. He was trying to nibble a little bit. And and I don't know if he was trying to nibble or just didn't have um, great control to start. Uh, really, I mean, honestly, what what as I'm watching the game, I'm just sitting in my head thinking, you know, we're, we're just watching right now an extended spring training. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see pitchers go deep in the game. They're going to struggle early. They're going to, they're still looking for their control. They're still looking to see what pitches are working. It was a very cold night too. I mean, you were out there. It, yes. it looked like a cold night. It was it, cold. I went outside. I had to turn off the sprinkler system again here in Reno because overnight it was 25. Ooh. So I thought, and I'm watching you guys out there. I'm going, it looks like it's 25. <laughs> you're sitting, everybody's sitting out there with their parkas on and their jackets pulled over their heads. Um, so it just, it just looked like a really cold, awful, slow, dragging out type of game where you're, you're, you're waiting for things to start clicking. And then little things happen like Tyler Rogers, uh, you know, kind of bobbled that ball, hit right back to him. Uh, and, and he was going to try to turn two from, yeah. from the second it hit his glove when he could have just picked it up and fired home and gotten the out. And then, you know, continue on with the, I think at that point it was uh, still two, two, right. And so, so that was, the, that was the third run that came in. So right there, I mean, it just, it's the little things, but, but again, I think the biggest thing I take away from right now and, and especially watching last night is we're in an extended spring training yeah. and then they go up against you Darvish tonight. Who's <laughs> one of their nemesis in yeah. the national league West. I mean, he's owned them for the last couple of years. You're not going to see, fireworks tonight from this offense as i say that they're probably going to score eight runs well we're but, uh, you're, yeah you're reverse jinxing that's that's yeah exactly but i want to throw this out to you guys real quick without looking at the stats don't look at the stats who's leading the team and runs driven in hmm estrada hot take what do you got oh goodness uh yeah i'll go estrada too dubon He's got wow. <laughs> How many does he have? Two. 
He's hitting, <laughs> one, he's hitting 125 and he's leading the team and uh, runs driven in. Joey Bart with four walks. That is fantastic to, to see. The, this team is going to be much better offensively. Once they start getting on base like they did last year, things are going to turn around. Um, but but I just wanted to throw that out there because I know everybody wants Dubon's head right now uh, because of that bases loaded whiff. I mean, everything was up in the zone. Yeah. Those were hanging sliders. Oh, yeah. Everything from Pierce, it was just hanging, 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 and he could, just couldn't put the bat on the ball. Again, I chalk it up to it being a cold night. Can't get the hands, hands fast enough in a situation like that. But uh, I don't know, man. All right. So enough about last night's game. The Giants lose 4-2. to two. Uh, and, uh, who, who do we got coming up here? I know we have uh, the Padres today or tonight and mm-hmm. Wednesday. Yep. And do then we have the guardians. Is it the guardians? Is it next? I know we have them soonish. Well, tonight is listed as a sold out night. Interesting. So that, yeah. That's no. kind of nice. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. Uh, guardians, yeah so guardians the, is the next team, uh, the yeah. series. They go to Cleveland for three, to the Mets for four, to Washington for three. And because of the lockout and trying to make up games, There's a Milwaukee before they game head home, there? yeah, before they head home, they go to Milwaukee for a <laughs> three o'clock hour time start, which is a one o'clock Milwaukee time start after playing at 1030 in the morning, our time. Uh, game against Washington on Sunday, then they they you know hop out to Milwaukee for one. Back home, that this is kind of nice though because they come home and they play the A's for two, then have a home day off on Thursday the twenty eighth, and then Washington for three, another day off, and then they go to L A for two and come back home for two series against the Cardinals and the Rockies. Got it. So that's a nice big stretch right there. That's that, you know, w- will be very welcome after what's coming up. Bri, Bri is making, f- was making fun of me for mispronouncing Manfred's last name. <laughs> so the giants got, they, they got man, manfreded with, with that, uh, that Milwaukee game. Or they got, yeah, he, he, he kept saying on the podcast, Manfred. <laughs> and, and so I, I think that's, yeah. I said I wasn't going to correct him because I didn't know if it was right or wrong. I don't know if I was saying it wrong, yeah. Manfred. Man, but I liked what I liked what Garrett said. What'd you say after that? Just think of all the things that I pronounced correctly. Yeah, um, I, I probably have like a ninety-eight point five percent correct rate. Uh, all right, so um, so we're gonna let we're gonna let Bry go, but before we do. We told him he has to come up with some hot take predictions for 2022. So I don't know. I don't know if these are bubbling. I don't know if these are simmering. I don't know how how long he's thought about these, but we need at least two. So let's hear some hot takes. So when I gave my last hot takes, I feel like I was a little uh, negative Nancy. And I feel like it's a lot easier to be <laughs> to be negative Nancy when the free agency, the offseason was looking the way it was going to look. But I'm going to try to be a little more optimistic this time. And my first one, and I don't think it's that hot of a take, because if you look at Vegas, I think they are, they're, the, the, the odds are kind of rolling with this as well. But I'm, I, I want Bart NL Rookie of the Year. And I'm hearing Vegas has it either say a Suzuki 
or Joey Bart. Wow. As the the two front runners in terms of like before the season betting. So I want to go Bart here. And that might be a little off of what I've seen from a couple games here. Because what was Bart? He was supposed to be like some, I mean, for a couple games in, this maybe not a complete uh, fair projection of what it's going to totally look like throughout the season. But we knew him as like a, a... Lots of strikeouts, high power. Maybe the, the the defense wasn't totally there. I mean, I have the stats right here, but small sample size. Oh, goodness, I did have them right here. Three strikeouts, four walks, and we've seen the home run. We, it, I was kind of confident when he was going to the plate last night. I know I know you're, you you see that with uh, with Bell. I saw it with Bell. I felt it a little with Tyro, but I was kind of I was kind of there with Bart. I thought he would find a way to get on on the bag. It's a, it's a good point. He doesn't look overmatched. And I think that's that's a big deal for him, right? It's because the, the he's coming into the season, he's in a, a slightly I'm sure to to him, he probably felt like, you know, if if all things were equal and he didn't have a Hall of Fame catcher in front of him, like he could have he probably feels he could have probably come up a little bit earlier. Uh, but I think uh, you know, you look at him and and in person. And and we were kind of doing this thing last night, like who looks impressive in person, like Will Myers. Like I thought Will Myers was this like gigantic human, <laughs> and he's like a little skinny dude. Like <laughs> I was like, this is the guy that kills us every game, man. But uh, Bart looks like a just a big dude, and he's athletic. Um, Darren Ruff, giant human being, looks athletic. Like these guys look like they live in the weight room. Uh, Belt just tall, you know. Belt's tall. I, I don't know how how much he lives in the weight room. But like those guys are are very impressive looking, and so you would hope that that translates to some power. Uh, I think uh, Joey Bart lasered a ball was like 111 miles an hour off the bat yesterday that Crook and Kipe were going gaga over. So that is it's great to see when, when he is able to do that. Now he's going to go through his situations where he's like, oh, we're we're going to do that thing. Where it's like, oh man. Joey Bart won for his last, you know, 27 and he's struggling. It, it's going to happen because he, he, yeah. he's going to, he's going to have those, those moments, but so far so good on the Joey Bart return. I, I do like it. And the, the other thing is, is that it sounds like the pitchers really enjoy throwing to him. And he's also having to transition into this new system with this pitch com, though there were, there were moments where they weren't using the pitch com. Cause I saw him putting fingers down and stuff. So there was some frustration. It seemed like with that whole thing, but uh, that's not a bad. That's not a bad one. That's that's a good one. I, I would love to see him f- uh, rank very highly in that that race. Yeah, and I, I feel like he doesn't. It, the, it doesn't look like the moment's too big for him. Just like reading body language and stuff like that. Like imagine the context. You're coming in, filling a spot for arguably one of the best catchers of all time, uh, franchise hero. You know, when you think of the Giants, you think of Buster Posey in this in this era. So, you know, I think with all that context, I mean, I would be scared as hell going up against like at, behind the mound or yeah, just to the plate. And to me, he seems like seems like under control. And so I'm I'm putting that money. I'm putting my putting my money on Joey Bart. All right. Do, do you have do you have one more for us? Well, before he gives us the other one, I mean, let me give you Suzuki's number so far. I saw you hit gonna, a jack on Sunday. This is going to hurt because we. We were in the running for him. He hit two more today. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so he's three seventy-five <laughs> with uh, three. Well, more than three seventy-five now. The the numbers aren't quite updated, but uh, so I'd say he's probably like four ten, four twenty right now. 
and he's got three home runs and eight RBI. Woo! We need so, to get a media narrative going that 27-year-olds shouldn't win this award. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you well, go. well, Brian won't remember this, but when uh, when Brad and I uh, were back in the day younger, remember when Hideo Nomo won the Rookie of the Year? And it was like yeah. the same thing. because he Did was... Ichiro win it also? I think he might have also won the Rookie of the Year as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that that's been that's been a it's been a thing for sure. Oh yeah. Okay, for the next hot take, I feel like it's a. I didn't have much time to. I guess I did know I was gonna have these, but I I, I didn't think there were that many like juicy storylines like there were last time. So I'm I'm kind of coming up with these, not totally on the spot, maybe a little five minute rehearsal, but I'm gonna go a one A one B here because, yeah, I just, I just think I'm gonna go one A one B one A is you know based on the off season based on what they what they got in the off season it kind of was it was looking like this team was going to have a, an excellent rotation excellent bullpen but it was going to be the offense that was a little down and out um and would suffer uh due to them maybe not signing more people and focusing more on the pitching rotation and the in the bullpen but i think if this o- offense is like finding their groove it's obviously going to be dependent on you know belt producing crawford starting to produce more i think rough I think we can expect, I would project him to start producing more, but I want to see, and this might even be a carry on to point a, but, or the first take, but I'm hoping to see some more Elliot Ramos in these, in this, in these games. And maybe it's, it's the rookies that, that are kind of the X factor in, in getting this offense moving It's because the story has been the same since last year. It was a full sh- showing of it last night is that it's hard for this team to score runs if they're not hitting it out of the park. And I'm hoping that Ramos, his first two hits, they just, what grounders out to the outfield and so i'm just i'm just hoping that uh maybe it's the rookies that will will help um help the offense and 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 one last point is that i heard that kapler confirmed that ramos would be would be in the lineup tomorrow against Manea, and i heard that brebia would be returning from the bereavement list maybe he's already back by now but that signals that it wasn't ramos that's getting sent back down for that i don't know who's gonna who's going to go, but it seems like Ramos is at least staying for that. Yeah. That's interesting because it, unless Marte is just here literally for this for one tonight. game tonight yeah. to pitch in this one game. And then he goes back down uh, to, to tomorrow. That That's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, if, if it's Bart and it's Ramos who are, part of the reason why why the giants are good like that that would be fantastic because it sets up you know for the next couple years i do wonder um you you said this earlier which is longoria late night when those guys come back we'll have a better vision of what this team can really be and i'm not the biggest evan longoria fan but do i have more confidence that he's going to get the bat on the ball more than Steven Duggar. Oh yes. So, so much. Yes. I wonder if Austin Slater uh, is able to play himself into more games against right-handers because he hit the ball really hard when he came in for Duggar and that, that ball looked like it was, it was going to possibly leave the park. Um, he, he hits the ball a lot harder than you'd think for the size of him as a human. Like if you put, him and Duggar next next to each other, you're like, oh, they're kind of like the same size and the same guy. But but when one of them hits the ball, that ball goes, and the other one hits the ball, and it doesn't go quite as much. <laughs> I wonder if Austin Slater 
is is somebody who can who can finagle his way in. Do you think, Brad, before we let Brian go, is is Duggar possibly on the fringe to? Uh, what what are his options like? Wh- like if if he's the odd man out, like what happens with him? He feels like the giant. He's been a giant for a very long time. He has. I <clears throat> and don't quote me on this, but I believe he might be out of options. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but uh, but I think when the outfield starts to kind of get plugged up, um, when when Ramos is hitting, and and I mean he already is, but when he's hitting. And in the lineup consistently, uh, and then Lamont Wade Jr. comes back. I, I don't see any room for Duggar. I mean, Ruff is here to stay. Ruff, Ruff could have four home runs right yeah. now. Yeah, and he's got what none, and he could have four home runs at this moment because of the way he's been hitting the ball. Any other ballpark, he'd have four home runs. Um, so I, I, I think the end is near for Duggar. Slater is one of those guys. If he if if Slater played every day, he could probably be a 15 home run guy in a different ballpark. Um, so so I think he sticks around. Again, his his defense is great. Duggar's defense is great. That that's the other problem too. Um, but I think if you have to axe an outfielder, it's probably going to be Duggar first. So the one good thing about Duggar is he still has three more RBers left. Right. So Duggar is 28. This is his 28-year season. Um, and and so he still has three RBers left. So maybe there's a possibility to to trade him, maybe get something back. I, I can't find the options on him or not uh, i always have a hard time doing that you know that yaz still has three arbitration years left and what is he like 32 now yeah yeah these late bloomers (laughs) giants love the late bloomers man oh yeah and that's the great thing about it and the giants have always done uh or lately have done a a fantastic job of doing it yeah so yaz is 31 this season making 3.7 million rb year next year 2024 2025 free agent when he's 35 years old in 2026. So, you know, I should just be able to go into Google and type <laughs> Steven Duggar <laughs> options options. And it should say, no, that's all it should yeah, say. Right. Google should None just left. say no. Okay. here. So this is from uh, our, our good friend, Jeff Young, who was on our show mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. He wrote in December of 2021, so just uh, five months ago, he said Giants players with no options remaining include Darren Ruff, Harleen Garcia, Lamont Wade Jr., Tyler Beatty, Tyro Estrada. Did I call him Tiago earlier? God, what the heck's going on? I think Brian's got... Brian's got yeah, me screwed up with Manfred and Manafred. Jeez. <laughs> that that ninety-eight percent is going down a little yeah. bit. But think of all the other ones you got right. That's good. <laughs> uh Steven Duggar and Mauricio Dubon. So yes, he is out of options. Yeah. That's a tough one. God, that du- would be a tough one. Dubon sticks because Dubon can play many positions. Not well, but he can play in many positions. So I think he, he's going to stick around. I know everybody wants him gone, but man, he is still an exciting player and he's still fairly young. And yeah, I, I would lean over Dubon's youth that, you know, over Duggar for sure. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Ruff is, is, is a mainstay. 
Um, and, and Estrada, he's a better player than, yeah. than Steven Duggar right now. So yeah, interesting. Not that I want to see Duggar go or anything, you know, I'm not, right. I don't have anything against him, but he did hit last night. Like there was a giant hole in the middle of his bat. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Bri, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, thanks for coming on. And, uh, we have, uh, the, the BAM pods, is the Twitter account for your podcasting network. Like we have BSPN and, you know, Bri's going to help me with a show, the warrior show. He's got his own podcast network, the BAM pods. You have baseball, basketball, and now football. And you're hosting all of these shows. What the heck is going on? That is, yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a big commitment, but I'm just hoping that I'm hoping that it works out. We've got the social media. At least Instagram is absolutely rolling. Like we're just nice. posting out these Instagram reels and they're just getting a ton and a ton of views. So we're just going to keep doing that. And hopefully it, it leads people to to click on our page more. All right. I know the Bampod at the Bampods on Twitter. Is it also, what is it on Instagram? On Instagram, uh, it's at the Bampod. We had to do okay. at the Bampods on Twitter because these guys who uh, who made food in like 2015 were at the Bampod, <laughs> and I've like DM them trying to get the handle, but they're just playing they're playing hardball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you know we'll, we'll bring Brian back at some point during the season, but he's going to be with me on the very first uh, Death Lineup podcast after the first uh, postseason game for the Warriors. It is our, our is our new person joining us on on that have you he's he's ready he's ready can you want to give his name his name is uh eric carrillo and he's uh he's 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 an a's raiders warriors fan but uh, he's i think his warriors knowledge is 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 really good and i trust him on all sports he's on the football podcast too so i'm excited for that yeah so the death lineup will be me the the old dog <laughs> we're gonna bring the youngins who don't know what it's like to watch the Warriors and not win championships. They don't know. They don't know run TMC, man. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> and then we're going to have a couple other guys. I'm hoping my buddy Ben Cruz will find some time, but he's got a new baby and a new job. So, you know, we'll, we'll bring Ben in sort of more as a guest uh, right now because he, he he's a very busy man. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have a bunch of people on the death lineup. So, Bri, thanks for coming on. Uh, we will uh, catch you and go check out. At the Bam Pods on Twitter, at the Bam Pod on Instagram. All right, Brad, let's finish this up here. Let's get to the end of this. We talked about where the Giants are going after this week. Anything you want to talk about on the uh, the two games we didn't talk about last podcast? We went into heavy detail on opening night where they, yeah. they get out to a lead, then they lose the lead, and then they come back and they win the game in extras. Uh, game two, we got to see. And and I'll just give it away right here. Our player of the week. That's too many buttons. That's his left <laughs> buttoned up too high. It's usually open, like wide open. <laughs> player of the week, Carlos Rodon. Uh, Rodon, Rodon. I've I've heard it like so both ways on you know broadcast on opening day. Uh, Rennell Brooks Moon said in Spanish, Carlos Rodon, and in English, Carlos Rodon. So I, I wow. maybe it's like pronounced both ways. I'm not sure. Uh, so he had a tremendous start on game two. This dude was rolling. He's just throwing high fastballs. <laughs> like they couldn't yeah. touch him. It's like 
oh wow that's that's what 97 <laughs> looks like i almost forgot what 97 that looked like from a starter first, that first inning was absolutely outrageous man yeah. i was just standing there i was doing dishes and i, I got the game and so yeah i do dishes in the middle of the day on saturday i i don't hey, do we, we were both doing dishes. stuff man i, yeah, I was watching exactly. it on the ipad as well doing other stuff <laughs> well we had just finished uh doing the podcast and i went in there and i was like well i got friday night dishes to do and it's saturday afternoon <laughs> so i'm doing them and i'm watching him just gas 98 99 up in the zone and i'm like this is like going back to jason schmidt days yeah I mean, this was f- so fun to watch 24 swing and misses on the day, and I think his 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 career high is twenty seven. So he is flirting with that. If they had had a full spring training, maybe he he busts his own record uh, on Saturday. But man, so electric! Yeah, it was awesome to watch. You knew because, like you said, it's still early in the season. He wasn't going to go very long at all. He only went to five. Um, you know the 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 t- the the team. So the Giants. They gave up, um, sorry, they gave up one in the third, mm-hmm. and then they got one in the fifth, and then they gave up one in the seventh, and then that was it for them. They, they didn't score any more runs. Both teams only had five hits. You know, the we're, we're giving Duggar crap. He did get the run in uh, uh, on the second game. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, the the these games, you would think, Oh, you know, it's the Marlins. The Marlins are semi-competitive, but it's not like they're, you know, they're they're breaking down any doors as as a top <laughs> team in in Major League Baseball. But I kind of liked what what I saw from them. They're they're they're, you know, they they have some some good hitters. They have you know someone who we all really like. Uh, maybe we like him better than the Marlins like him. Jazz Chisholm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't even play in, in game two. I, th- I heard that he was uh, pretty frustrated with that. Yeah, I think, didn't he tweet out Saturday morning? Uh, let, me, let me see if I can find his tweet, because it was it was colorful and fun. Yeah. And I like when, <laughs> when guys take to... Uh, express Twitter, themselves. Express themselves. Uh, he might have deleted it. Uh, I, if I, if I was him, I probably would have deleted yeah, it. Yeah, I would imagine he deleted it. It said something along the lines of, you've got to be effing kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> so, or no, it was like, well, what the F? I mean, it was, yeah, he was not happy about seeing the lineup that morning and and not being in it uh, the day after hitting a bomb. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I would take him. I, I like him. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, I would take him. Um, all right, so uh, the Giants, uh, you know, Mac Cheese, he pitched so well on uh, opening day, and then he ran into a little bit of a rough spot there. It, it just shows, though, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, like Gabe and the way he uses his bullpen, it's, it doesn't seem like there's like a set, like, oh, here's the eighth, and here's the ninth, and here are the pitchers that are going to, you know, battle in those innings. It's very much like, oh, this is high leverage and we need our best guy. And so, you know, Mac Cheese comes in in the seventh. He gives it up. Giants lose two to one, though they brought in um, they brought in Duvall in the eighth as well. So he wouldn't even have been available if they came back to pitch the ninth inning because they because, you know, they were attacking the bullpen in that way would have probably been Rogers, who we you know, we said would probably get a couple saves this year. So uh, they lose two to one, but then they come back it, on Sunday. They win 
uh, three to two. Um, Dominic Leone gets the save. The guy who gave up the gave up the lead in in opening day, he comes back in and gets a save because you know they didn't want uh, Duvall and uh, and and McGee pitching three days in a row. They'd pitch the two days in a row. The one thing about that game, I will say that I was a little worried about is Desclafani looked like second half 2021 Desclafani and not first half 2021 Desclafani. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh he was hanging a lot of stuff. Um he was just eating up the heart of the plate and that's uh I I, I think I tweeted out at one point I, after the that runners at first and third and nobody out in the second. I said, if he if he gets out of this, only giving up one run, he's got some luck on his side and some magic. And and that's what happened. He, he pitched, uh, you know, two innings, got the, gave up the one run, ended up pitching, I think, a third and a fourth. But at that point, it was just he was hanging everything over the plate. He kind of tightened it up a little bit. Was starting to pitch a little bit better later on in the game. But but that, I mean, I know AT and T. Oracle, whatever you want to call it. I, I know it's way more exciting and electric on Saturdays and Sundays when the weather is nice, the sun is out than it is like on a Monday night, like when, when you were at last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I tell you, the feel on Sunday was Ramos is here. Yes. You know, one of our top prospects is here. The the whole broadcast, the whole, I, you could feel it through the TV. Everything was just, it was like an injection of life. Um, and I think that's what Twitter is talking about yesterday and today. They want to see Ramos in the lineup, yes. but that's not what this team is. If you didn't learn that last year mm-hmm. at 2020, that this is not what Kapler does. Kapler doesn't just run a guy out to face lefties and righties. No, I, we didn't see Ramos come in uh, last night because you didn't see any lefties come in. So you didn't see Ramos come in, and that's just no. He 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 made the last out in the game. Oh, that's right. That's right. my bad. My bad. Yeah. yeah. So he but but didn't come in in a line shift like in the sixth inning right, and stay right. in for two at bats. Maybe get a third in in extra innings or anything like that. But and he, you may see that tonight, depending on you know which way the Padres go. But you Darvish is on the mound. And he's just nasty, and he could probably go six innings tonight, seven innings maybe. Um, but, yeah, just that electricity, and 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 you're going to see that throughout the season. I mean, you're going to see a couple other guys, you're, especially Bart, the electricity, whenever he comes up, it, it dials up a notch. Um, I have to tell you, though, we talked about Road to the Show last week quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Get that Luis Matos card because he is fun to play with in the game. He's got massive power, massive speed, massive contact. Um, and they, they, you know what, they, those guys do a good job of trying to, to imitate who that player is in real life. And that's all we've heard about Matos. I don't think he's going to be up this year, probably be next year. But these guys are coming. Kyle Harrison, um, Lucky Luciano, Marco yeah. Luciano. I mean, when he comes up, all these guys – that that are just kind of waiting in the wings. Uh, the Giants are going to be injecting life throughout the entire season and next season. So, um, yeah, it was kind of. It's just again, it's a weird start to the season. They're two and two after four games last year. They were two and two. Um, they're just not hitting right now. I was looking at uh, the pitching as we're talking here. Jose Alvarez, Camilo Duvall, Dominic Leon. And Tyler Rogers have all pitched in three games so far, three of the four games. So that I mean, 
this is what I'm talking about at extended spring, spring training. You're seeing a lot of bullpen action and MLB knew that. And that's why they extended the uh, rosters to 28 for this first month. Yeah. So just to put a cap on uh, Sunday's game, I thought it was a pretty clean game. The, the defense was there. Uh, you mentioned Ramos. He gets two hits. He's, he's the fan favorite of the night or for, of the day. Luke Williams, AKA sunshine. Yeah. Got to forget about him. I got the, got the first, uh, he hit the first run in or maybe the second run in, uh, but he got an RBI, uh, and, uh, the, the bullpen went like this. Desclafani only throws, uh, three and two thirds, uh, gives up eight hits, five strikeouts. And then we go Harleen Garcia for two, Zach Littell for one and a third. Rogers throws the eighth. Leon throws a ninth game over. So, the uh, the 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 last what is it, what is it the last five in uh, in the third innings, the Marlins get three hits, no runs, four strikeouts. So the Giants bullpen cleans that game up, and now we are two and two. Giants are two and two. Uh, you mentioned the uh, U Darvish game here. That's that's coming up. We'll get this podcast up probably during the game. Unfortunately, we won't be able to talk about the game, but. Um, it, it should be, uh, you know, this is the beginning of the season. Everybody's excited. We all are, are making, uh, critical statements off of four games, <laughs> but that's, that's what we got to do, man. We got to do it. We, we're, we're too, you know, we talk about the, the history piece of this podcast. You and I go back to the, you know, to the early to mid eighties. Like that's how, how many years we've been watching this team. So, yeah. uh, it's a long time. Uh, yeah, and your yeah. and your starts on the season kind of dictate where you need to be in a month. If you start out, you know, one and eight in your first nine games, and you're expected to compete, you got a long ways to go to get back to 500. So the Giants right now, and they're not in 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 that shape in any way because again, last season they started out two and two you're seeing life, you're seeing things, you're seeing little things. And, 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 and if you can look at a team like this and say, if they could have just gotten one big hit last night, they probably win that. I'll take that. I mean, yeah. over some, like you said, over some of the teams we saw in the eighties, some of the teams we saw in the nineties, um, later two thousands. And if you, if you can look and say, Oh, we could have just gotten one base hit last night. That that could have been a W. We could be sitting at three and one going against Darvish tonight. But uh, you know, the, the team's right there. They're they're right there. They're just coming out of spring training, still kind of getting heated up and figuring things out. All right. We didn't we didn't really talk about the drink because I know you're you're mm. taking the week off. Yeah, I got a got some back issues, so I'm all <laughs> hopped up on Motrin. <laughs> so I got some ZV Zevia creamy root beer, which is actually fantastic. I love this stuff. <laughs> I, I bought some Japanese whiskey, so I bought some nice. Suntory Toki because I'm just on that highball kick, man. We we've been nice. talking about it. I'm just I'm just I bought it specifically for the highballs. So like uh that. yeah. All right, we're going to end this a little bit early. We did a show on uh, over the weekend, so we, we were able to talk about some stuff. I think we're going to come back, at least we're going to attempt to come back this weekend because I'm out of town all next week now. I will still bring my microphone just in case. Yeah. Like, just in case something happens. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, I'll bring it, but if, if it's just a normal week and things go okay, we'll record this weekend, take the week off, come back the next Monday like our normal schedule, but 
by then, we'll have more shows in this feed. Deathline up the Warriors show, uh, Red and Gold Standard, Zach and Matt. We're going to get their show up very quickly. They recorded. They talked a lot about Debo Samuel and threatening. I know, I know that puts a smile on Brad's face to, <laughs> for Debo Samuel to threaten to to not sign his uh, his deal here, not yeah. not be a part of the Niners. Unfollowed know. him on social media and all that. I, stuff. I, you know, I like when he's on the team, and I like beating him and and the Niners in the uh, NFC Championship game because you got to beat the best to be yeah. the best. So I mean, yeah. that guy had a monster season. So you you had to beat him. You want to get to the Super Bowl. You want to make it worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll be we'll, we're we're done here. Uh, for Brad, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. This is Andrew Rotondi from the Bronx Pinstripe Show. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's an amazing platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. So in other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or just want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash BlueWire. Again, wefunder.com slash BlueWire. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.